back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beavs. I'm here with my co-host, Christian. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm feeling good. You know, it's middle of the week, which means tomorrow night is football already. Can't, you know, be more excited about that. Um, today's the uh, today's the optimistic recording day, as we always say. Um, instead of the recap, it's the predictions. I always feel better on prediction day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean... Everything, you know, in theory always sounds better than it always plays out, I feel like, especially so far this season for us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you win some, you sometimes lose a lot. And uh, <laughs> the way life goes, man. It's <laughs> the way life goes. And, all uh, right, all right, all right. Let's uh, – before we hop into our predictions, though, we do need to go back and recap last week's primetime games, starting with Sunday night. Uh Mini Goat versus the Goat, who's uh, just lost a ring, actually, uh, to Giselle. But uh, uh, what's 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 your takeaway here um, with this Chiefs Bucks game? Well, uh, you know, here's the guy uh, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, listen, I'm not going to harp on him too much, but I- I've never really understood. Uh, any slander that's come towards his way in terms of, yeah, and I'm look, the, the Chiefs' offense as a whole, their play calling and whatnot, like they got a good team there. Um, but it almost seems like sometimes people will. Lamar Jackson, I feel like, gets this a lot too, where like they have like a bad game or something like that, and like everyone kind of pounces on them. And it's like, listen, like Mahomes is going to be great. Um, Till the end, like till he decides to stop playing football, like I, I don't see a drop off ever happening. Kind of like Tom Brady's just not gonna hit a cliff. I mean, maybe one day his arm will give out, but like that's really in terms of like a football player, he's always gonna show up, and he showed up. Like, granted, the Buccaneers still put up thirty-one points; they gave good effort, but that Chiefs offense, I mean, they just tore apart the Buccaneers defense that I thought was pretty good. I mean, watching back from the Packer game, it seemed like they were I definitely more than competent. Like, I still thought they were a very good unit, and Chiefs picked them apart, both running and passing. So I don't really have a whole lot to, you know, take away from the Chiefs aspect of things. I think they're still, in my eyes, the AFC front runners. I, I mean, I really hope they have the Bills on the schedule, but – they were the ones that took out the Bills last year. So that's really all I got to say for them. Um, Buccaneers standpoint, they're, they're two and two. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, so like there's really no panic, but the fact that you're granted, it's Tom Brady and he played fantastic on, you know, Sunday night football. I mean, that's prime time. That's what Brady does, but like they literally had no running game, but like, they didn't even try, and that's going to bode problematic, especially late in the year. I know you've touched on how you like teams that play good defense. Well, especially especially Brady's teams through the year. They've always right. – that's how they've won playoff games all this time um, is just uh, whether it was Shane Vereen, LeGarrette Blunt. Um, yeah, not even superstars. No, not like, even like superstar running backs, but just a – yeah, we got to go run a four-minute offense and win the game. Like they execute, and the Bucks 
I'm sure they'll find it with Leonard Fournette. Like, I'm not worried about the Bucks right now. I actually think this was a good showing for them. They showed up a little late to the party, and that's kind of the only reason they lost. Um, but this game, to me, it just screams, like, if we happen to see a Super Bowl rematch, it just screams, like, oh, you know, I, I can just picture this. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say is we get back to a Super Bowl rematch here, right? Uh, and everybody's like, oh, the Chiefs ran through them on Sunday night. Like, it's Chiefs all the way. And this just screams, like, oh, the Bucks defense got it figured out. Like, they're going to find their fix. Like, Chiefs knew what to expect. The Bucks were going to do what they did in the Super Bowl because it was so successful. And Mahomes just straight up played better. Like, when Mahomes is on, nobody can stop him. It's a matter of scoring more points, and the Bucks didn't do that on Sunday. Uh, but with that being said, I if if this were a rematch, I think I'd take the Bucks. Uh, in the Super Bowl, but we're getting—I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, yeah, I personally think the Bucks get there. I mean, just from the prior point of like not being able to run the ball, and uh, just to throw in a little tidbit here, I know I touched on earlier the Kellen Moore, Zach Taylor, Kevin O'Connell guys—you know, former quarterbacks that a little pass happy. Uh, Byron Leftwich is their offensive coordinator in Tampa, who if people don't know, was another former quarterback. And so when I see 52 passes to six runs. They were down the whole game, though. Like, I will cut a little slack. I I'll push back a little. Like, you're down 7-0 and you're already abandoning run. No, it was, dude, it was. was, um, Well, okay, first off, the Chiefs gained an extra possession because the Buccaneers fumbled the first kickoff. Okay, so the Chiefs got the ball at the start of both halves. The Chiefs came out and scored in like 16 seconds. Travis Kelsey was in the end zone. And like it was like that was that. Then the Bucks, I think, went three and out, and the Chiefs went down and scored right away. And all of a sudden it was 14-0, like five minutes into the game. And I wanna say I got to 21 to 3. Uh, but I don't know if that's accurate. But it definitely was three possessions. It got some point one to three, I believe, in the second quarter. But like, even again, like I still think you're down fourteen three in the first. Like, that's not like an excuse to abandon. I mean, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just pushing back of, a little. Like, I see where you're coming from, and six yeah, is not, yeah, not that's, enough. Six rushing attempts for an entire game is actually quite abysmal. Yeah, that's you're running the ball once a quarter. I mean, sometimes twice. Like. <laughs> you can you can run the ball. Yeah, see the Packers do it six times on a drive. Like the successful teams in the long run are gonna have to. You don't need to rush for two hundred yards. I'm just saying it's you can't speak one dimensional. That's yeah. that's just gonna be a problematic for them. But ultimately, I mean, we kind of both touched on the fact like both offenses looked great. They both did well. That was a shootout where whoever scored the most points won, and the Chiefs won. Um, but I got a question for you. Yeah. In light of the divorce rumors, uh, which are now becoming – appearing to be very true, mm-hmm. where does the Bucks season and Tom Brady's NFL future go from here? What's your, like, immediate response uh, immediate response. I don't know how much it'll affect his play, garnering like what happened on Sunday night. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty much perfect from a quarterback standpoint. 
Um, I would also say I think it affects that he's probably gonna play even longer now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he's that guy. But listen, the whole reason they're pro—I'm not a marriage counselor. Uh, I just heard murmurs kind of before that, like the whole point of him retiring was to like spend time with family and whatnot. And for him to like officially declare he's retired, then to come back like a month or so later, as you know, especially his wife's a model. I'm not trying to, you know, she probably knows a decent amount of football, but it's not like her passion, especially like the way it is for Tom. Yeah, but they've and been. So, I mean, they've been married. Like I think. I oh saw, yeah, it's like, like 13, thirteen years. years. Like you yeah, know, it's I not like she hasn't he, been watching him play for right. But I think she drew a line and was like, "You need to be on. Like you're, you're." old man <laughs> like you need to be yeah millions you don't need to be playing anymore you want to what do you have left and, to prove that sort of thing yeah oh yeah he has really nothing left to prove it's more of just like i think he's just addicted to the game and for him like you know more power to him but clearly it's not what his wife wanted and you know maybe some with kids i i don't know i don't, I don't want to speculate a whole lot but i'm also like just giving my, like, if we're just looking at it objectively, how this affects his outlook and the Buccaneers' outlook. Yeah. I feel like a pissed-off Brady is usually a better one. So, I I think, honestly, he's probably going to play fine, even if not better. And he's probably going to play for, like, five more years. At least. Five more years? Dude, he's 45 years old. And I'm saying he gets to the 50-burger. Well, I mean, let's... Ah, dude, dude, dude. George Blanda played till 48. He was a kicker. He was a QB for a little bit of time there. And, you know, they didn't have a... Stop, stop, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. stopping. We're we're done. (laughs) We're done here. Okay. We're... (laughs) I... I, You heard it here first. If it happens, that's all I'm going to say. I... Honestly, like, I mean, here, I'll, I'll preface with this. Here here at the VB Show, uh, we want to emphasize we are not, uh, by any means, Tom Brady and Giselle uh, insiders. We have absolutely no inside <laughs> from information regarding their relationship. All I saw was rumors that they had hired a divorce lawyer, uh, which doesn't even mean that they're officially getting a divorce, in my understanding. So, like, legally, they oh, are okay. still married. Um yeah. So, you know, I think, it, I think it goes one of two ways. I think this is either this is his last year and they somehow find a way to save their marriage. Um, or I, I agree with you. If they split up, I, this probably is in his last year. Um, yeah. I think he wants his eighth. I don't know why, but I think he does. I don't know why either. I don't uh, know why either. I mean, I, it's very clear to me. I, I saw Eli talking about it on the Manning cast. He was like, yeah, or maybe it was – I think it was the Manning cast. He's like, yeah, I talked to Tom like a month or two after he retired. And uh, he basically said like he was still working out. And he was like, oh, you know, you never know. And I was like giving him congrats. He's like, I knew that day that he was coming back. Just because oh. when I – Eli was like, when I retired, I didn't work out for three months. I went on vacation for a month straight. Like I knew I was done. And the fact that he had any doubt, like I knew he was coming back right away. And so if that's where Tom was at, like this pseudo retirement, this off season, like I would agree. It seems like he was being told to do so by his significant other. 
but once again, this is pure speculation. Yeah, yeah, just um, reading between the lines that we can see. Yeah. But yeah, we we can move on. Um, when the, I'll just say this: when the Chiefs are rolling, um, nobody's stopping them. That's the bottom line. Uh, you just gotta find a way to outscore them. But sure. how about this this Rams 49ers game? What what, what were your thoughts here? Rams are not that whole offensive uh, juggernaut they used to be. Uh, it really just kind of just dink Dude. and dunk. It felt like the entire night. Like I feel like their O line is just like I don't. Mean, it's like four and a half guys out there. Like yeah, no, I don't know who the half would be. Deep. Like they're just they just look bad. I've really, really underestimated the presence of Andrew Whitworth. Like, man was like 40 years old. I knew he did a good job at left tackle, but I didn't know they, like, weren't going to replace him, like, at all. Like, you say four and a half, it might be four. I, I it's honestly, when you, your quarterback takes seven sacks, like, it's in Sean McVay's offense, mind you, like, very creative. You know, usually should be confusing the defense. Are they missing? Here's a question. Here's a question. Uh, we all kind of thought that Allen Robinson would fall into that wide receiver two role um, that Odell kind of had last year and, and Robert Woods had for oh so long. Uh, are they missing Van Jefferson that much? Uh, like, is he that guy? Uh, I know he can stretch the field. So, I mean, the, if Robinson is not that fast, because Odell could stretch the field, Robert Woods, maybe. But is that what it is? I I personally don't believe so. Um, just due to the fact that I don't think they have the time to go deep if they want to. Like, just from watching that game, it's you got to get that ball out, like, right away. It's Stafford's got no time to take the five step sit and wait for a guy to get downfield. And a person I feel like Tyler Higby this year has been stepped up and played an even bigger role. Like I, I, I actually, like if your question is like, do they lack weapons? I, I don't think you can look at what they have and say that like it's have like going from like their room receiver room of like Cooper cup, Allen Robinson, yeah, it'd be nice to have Van Jefferson, but you still have Tyler Higby. I mean, are they missing? Like are they missing a speedster though? You know, somebody who a, a deep threat, a traditional sense deep threat. I know, like we can agree, Cup is not. He's not a deep threat. He's uh, literally everything else but that. Uh, Higby's a tight end, so unless you've got, you know, uh, he's not a deep threat either. Um, and Robinson seems to be irrelevant, honestly. But so he's kind of their man coverage beater, it appears, um, and Cup as well, but not a deep threat. I, I, it's I worth know. talking about, like it's because you see like how well the Dolphins are doing, and like they are just built their receivers on speed. Yeah. So I, I could agree that I think. I it's mean, worth even noting. It just feels like their offense is so predicated on like, yeah, Cooper Cup's going to beat every single guy uh, in man coverage, and he's going to catch 10, 10 balls almost every game. He's going to have 15 targets or more. He's probably going to catch a touchdown. Like He's a beast, 
But take, for example, what Debo was able to do with that slant route that Jimmy G threw him. I don't think the Rams have a guy like that, a guy who can break the field wide open and can turn any play into a touchdown. Yeah, that is a very fair point. Because you're right, yeah, Cooper Cup is great and just amazing a receiver as he is. Yeah, he just doesn't have that breakaway speed. And yeah, Debo Samuel, he clearly does. Um, and even see, like, the threat of, you know, just I tone it back to, like, the Packers, but, like, Christian Watson, no one's going to be like, oh, this guy's having a rock star year. No. Yeah, but, but when you that, see the yes. threat, when he goes yes. in motion, you yes, see the exactly. kind of follow. And, I, yeah, I would say it's worth noting for sure. I think it's definitely part of the problem. I just personally am a – I think – that offensive line is like their their biggest risk. That's, yes, I would agree. They would, the, the let's line's say the they had like a Tyreek Hill or whatnot, it would make life a lot easier. They'd score a lot more points. I still think they'll allow it for like those longer concepts to develop. You might break a slant or so like Debo did and get those big plays here and there, but ultimately to get that vertical downfield passing game, you've got to have way more time than, you know, one, two, your hit. And, and I just feel like I feel like this too, with a team that's going to dink and dunk like they do and move the ball like that, uh, it gets increasingly hard to score once you get in the red zone. And I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna take that deep threat away, not that they don't have it, but if you're not if you're gonna prefer to move the ball slowly down the field, you've got to be able to have a solid run game. And their run game has not been good this year. Uh, it is a far cry from the Todd Gurley days, right? Uh, or even, you know, last year, I felt like they were like, yeah, they had running back by committee, but they were going to get around 100 rushing yards as a team every game. Yeah, right? Cam and Akers and Daryl Henderson were both viable options. Yeah. And now I feel like you bench them both every week. Yeah, like, like, you know, uh, like here's the huge. stats from Sunday night. And I understand they were trailing, but – Darrell Henderson, seven carries for 27 yards, and Cam Akers, eight carries for 13 yards. And this does go back to the O-line as well, which seems to be the root of all the problems in L.A. But it's just like 15 carries. Maybe you're trailing. Brandon Powell had one. Like I just feel like they used to do more. Uh, like Cooper Cup used to get carries. Van Jefferson, Robert Woods would get They were so creative, and I just like – Maybe it's a Super Bowl hangover for McVay, considering he was like rumored to be retiring. But I don't know. I we're we're kind of going in circles here. I, there's just a lot of I have a lot of my hand is hovering over the Rams uh, panic button. It's it's hovering. I'm starting to move my arm towards the red button. Yeah, that's a that's again. I I feel like we're kind of at the same spot with them in, in terms of. I was very high on them this year, and like um, I saw problems with the line in like, the first game opening night. I was like, yeah, hopefully that gets better. And the fact it's we're still talking about this definitely uh, hovering over that red panic button for sure. Doesn't look great. Um, and for the 49ers side, I mean, defense is legit. Yeah, they're still frontliners. Like, they're going to be contenders. Uh, that's might be a pick I take back in terms of I had the Rams as the division winners. And it's not looking too great at the moment. You know, the division is still sort of open. 
considering it's we're going into week five. But the 49ers definitely looked like the better team on Monday night. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I concur with basically everything you said. Um, we know who the 49ers are when they're healthy with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's a top four team in the NFL at, like, you know, NFC Championship appearance, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's about so- all I got for that. Um, for with sure. that being said, we can transition uh, into part two of Fantasy Frenzy. Um, last week, we've decided we've decided that we're going to do this two ways. So uh, rather than tracking wins across the weeks, we are going to do a season-long points contest because I believe that that would be a better indicator of who did better um, at this precarious game we've created. You're um, still going to track week to week, though, right? Like, yes, yes, I will still track all-time. Yeah. I still will track all-time wins. But the grand prize is who scored the most points. For so, sure. Uh, quick recap. We don't need to go through every player, but uh, I did win the first week. I had the Niners defense. They got me a bonus of 22 more points. Uh, you had Cup, who gave you another 26 on uh, Monday night. So I finished at 185.92, uh, and you had 135.86. So I command. I have a commanding 50-point lead, uh, I might say, after the first week. But like I said, that, you know, that doesn't have to last. And quick reminder for the for those of you listening, um, we draft. We so uh, to, you will pick first this week because you lost. Um, you'll pick first again. But uh, once its player is taken, uh, any player that was taken last week cannot be taken this week. And those are the rules. So guys that are off the board uh, going into next week, going into this week, I'll read very quickly. Uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Jamal Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Andrews, Eckler, Barkley, uh, Young Hoku, Graham Gano, the Niners, and Packers defense. Uh, none of those players can be taken this week, um, which is what makes it a little bit unique, I guess. Um, so that being said, you got the first pick uh, for Week 5 Fantasy Frenzy. Let's hear it. Yeah, and the first pick is uh, going to be a guy that, Quite frankly, I think we expected more out of this year. But after seeing last week and looking at the matchup they got on uh, this coming Monday, I'm going with Devontae Adams. I think that, yeah, I really think that he's going to have a, a monster game. Like last week was a good game. I think it was a good start in the right direction. But uh, I'm really expecting – we saw what Tom Brady did to that Chiefs secondary. I mean, they – Gave up half the amount of passing yards. I would expect the same. And I just, I, that's that's my gut, is that Devontae's due for another huge day. And I feel comfortable taking him right away. I had uh, I had Devontae on my watch list of uh, if he if he stayed available. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to flip. I'm going to take a running back. Um, Dalvin Cook plays Chicago this week. They're the 24th ranked defense against running backs. Uh, And plus, they're the Bears, and they're really bad. So I think the Vikings might blow them out, uh, and Dalvin Cook will get more touches. I think that Cook uh, would have had a monster week last week if Alexander Madison didn't steal one of his touchdowns on one of Alexander Madison's, like, three touches from the week. So uh, I'm not worried about the shoulder injuries. I'm pretty confident in Dalvin Cook this week. 
You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm thinking the same uh, team, just uh, not the same position. And, uh, and honestly, I think he's – oh, I kind of need him to outscore Dalvin Cook. And that's going to be Justin Jefferson. Uh, I, I, granted, it's going against the Bears game flow-wise. I'm kind of hoping that he gets just some big plays and, you know, they stay passing for a good amount of it. But if this one gets going, you know, too early in the Vikings' favor, then, well, Dalvin Cook will have a better day. But just counting on uh, Justin Jefferson doing his thing. He's been kind of a threat all year long. And, yeah, I'll lock in both my receivers right off the bat. Solid, solid. I will be coming back with receiver. Um, and this guy's a stud. Um, top five fantasy receiver. Uh, I'm torn between picking him or his teammate uh, because I actually like his teammate better from a season-long perspective. But going into this game, uh, I'll be taking Jamar Chase, another LSU guy. But uh, they're playing the Ravens this week, and we all saw what the Dolphins did to them. Um, they have the 32nd-ranked secondary against fantasy wide receivers. So uh, if you have T. Higgins, if you have Jamar Chase, it's a, it's a pretty solid start this week. Yeah, that is, that's quite the uh, – that Ravens just defense in totals and shambles. Yeah, you know, I think the weather kind of saved him a bit against the Bills last week, but I'm expecting, yeah, definitely a big day from Jamar Chase as well. I'm gonna definitely flip over to running back here and kind of get that addressed. Been leaning kind of between two guys here, and I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna go with Nick Chubb. I uh, Nick Chubb was taken last week. Was he really? I I started Nick Chubb. Yeah. We tried Nick Chubb. Well, that means I have to take Derrick Henry. Huh? That's not, not that big of a fall off, my guy. Uh, really between, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, okay. That'll make your no, decision a little easier. Yeah, because ultimately uh, Derrick Henry doesn't have Kareem Hunt behind him. That was why I was kind of leaning that way. Great, Nick Chubb's been just nuts all year. But, you know, take him last week. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. I do believe he's just going to keep rolling. He had on or something yards last week, uh, and it, things should just kind of – he's more of a guy, I feel like, as the season gets on, he does better. Uh, hopefully, Jonathan Taylor has that same effect just for my own fantasy team's sake. But, yeah, we'll go with Derrick Henry here, get that RB1 out of the way, and I'll uh, pass it over to you. That's a solid pick. Uh, I'm going to grab RB2 here. Um, I'm torn yet again um, between – very solid matchup for two different players. Um, but with that being said, I will be taking a guy who had a monster week last week. Um, and that's Damian Pierce. Um, he plays the Jaguars this week who are, let me double check this, the 26th ranked defense for, against running backs. Um, he seems to have taken over that backfield. Uh, this could be high risk, high reward here because he did have such a big week. I don't know. Maybe he'll be keyed on because there's not much else in that offense. But uh, the Texans have looked solid offensively. Uh, they just can't get the ball. They can't finish their drives, I guess. They can't find ways to win games either. So uh, yeah. not good for them, but uh, good for fantasy output. Cooks had a big week last week too. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Damian Pierce. That's solid. If he keeps going up, that's going to be uh, 
definitely could be a sleeper guy that destroys me. Um, and uh, I don't know why I say this guy's a sleeper guy, but I don't think you'd expect this one. But I'm really confident in it just because I think I'm confident in Cooper Rush. And uh, I'm not what? taking I'm not taking I'm taking CD Lamb for my flex. I think CD Lamb's due for a monster oh day. Oh my god, I just sold. <laughs> I literally uh, I, no, was, I had CD Lamb on my list and I didn't grab him. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why. That's a great pick. Yeah, I, I think it's ultimately you see what happened with uh, Debo. I think ultimately that's going to be the same case. I really do think game flow as well. I think the Cowboys, like, they might, it's either going to be close or, like, I, I'm not sold that the Rams are going like, to win this. You, you know what I mean? It's going to be competitive. And uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll really see. But I'm really trusting in uh, CD for sure. That's, uh, yeah, that's a solid pick, man. Um, yeah. That's that's a solid pick. Uh, for my, I, I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna mix it up here um, because I feel like I got time to ponder who I want to grab for my wide receiver two with flex. Now that you're filled out there, um, I'm gonna grab my quarterback, um, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go for the hookup. I'm gonna take Joe Burrow here. Um, reason oh. being, reason being, uh, Baltimore is extremely blitz heavy, and Burrow is really good against the blitz. Uh, we saw him succeed. Finally, against the Dolphins, another somewhat blitz-heavy team, but Baltimore blitzes more, and that secondary is, like I said, atrocious. So I will be taking Burrow for the hookup with Jamar. Yeah, so here's my thinking on this now. And this is either going to go really bad, considering what happened with uh, this guy last week, or it's going to play in my favor due to the fact that I'm basically I'm 50 points down, so I need a drastic swing, which means I need to bank on the passing game with the Bengals not working, but the running game will. So for my RB2, I'm hoping Joe Mixon can turn things around. If not, this might be the last time I even consider him. And ultimately, I feel like I might be giving him a nod just for that aspect of I really need the receiving game to fail. Like, I, I just do. There's a couple of guys I was looking at, but we'll slot Joe Mixon in as the <laughs> RB2. And, uh, yeah, if there's one pick that I'm not confident about, it, it's probably that one for sure. He's definitely the uh, flip of the coin for me, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab my tight end. Uh, with Kelsey and Andrews off the board, this becomes a much more difficult pick. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm just going to take the guy who's had the uh, most consistent performance, uh, highest target share throughout the year. You mentioned him earlier. I'm going to take Tyler Higby here. Um, yeah. He seems to be consistently getting around 10 points, sometimes more. Um, but if, with, if you're not starting at this point, Kelsey or – Andrews, uh, if you can get 10 points out of your tight end, I consider that to be a win. Uh, every, you know, that just seems to be one and two and everybody else. So, Yeah, it's really – I think I'm probably going to wait on my tight end, honestly, for that aspect. 
Higby was kind of where I was looking. Uh, I got kind of a backup guy, but I'm going to wait because I'd rather take Patrick Mahomes because I know he's going to do his thing. He's going to put it. He'll give me at least 20. And eventually against that Raiders defense, against pass, they've been rather suspect so far this year. Not terrible, but it's it's the Chiefs. They were able to rip apart the Buccaneers. I think Monday night's going to be you know, a shootout. Ultimately, why I took Devontae Adams as well. So, yeah, we'll we'll choose Patty Mahomes. You know, it's more an obvious pick at the quarterback position outside of like maybe Lamar. But, yeah, I, I like him for sure going into this week. Solid pick. He was my number two quarterback choice if you got there first. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab my wide receiver two here. This is a little bit risky. So looking at my receivers, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson are, uh, you know, looking against your team, I should say. Uh, Jamar Chase holds up against Adams and Jefferson in terms of names, but I'm going to take Chris Godwin, um, who's kind of a B-tier receiver right now. But he's got a favorable matchup against Atlanta. Um, the 27th ranked defense against wide receivers. And he's his second week back. Uh, and in his first week back, he saw a very high target share. He had 10 targets, seven catches. He had a solid week. Um, and I think that keeps rolling. I know he's questionable, but he's going to play. Um, and I think he's going to be, if anything, he's going to get five, six catches, get me 15 points or so. And I'll be happy with that. Yeah, that's all you can really expect our wide receiver too. It's just, you know, some consistent production. And ultimately, uh, I keep saying, like, oh, I'm not confident in this one, but when it gets to tight end, like, you're not really confident in anybody. I'm just going with my gut here and just from what I know. What I know is Kenny Pickett is the Steelers quarterback moving forward. I also know that rookie quarterbacks are going to tend to take what's in front of them more, uh, in theory. Um Checkdowns, shorter passes. So we're going to hope that uh, Pat Freermuth gets involved. And, you know, if he can at least get a touchdown, that'll be better than what Mark Andrews gave him last week. So that's going to be the guy. That's going to be my pick for tight end. Again, not solid pick. But yeah, I mean, you look at the board. It's like tight end gets sketchy when those two guys aren't on the board. Really, yeah. Because I mean, George Kittle, I thought was up there with those guys, and he's been kind of MIA this entire season, which yeah, rather I agree. unfortunate. I agree with that. I'm going to grab my flex now. Uh, I'm going to grab a guy playing New Orleans. Not, uh, I know they got Marshawn Lattimore, but uh, he's got a receiver who also, um, well, I should say this: New Orleans, uh, Marshawn Lattimore did nothing to stop Justin Jefferson. And that's kind of where this pick is coming from. Is I don't think he's, I don't think that secondary is as good as people may give it credit for. They're not ranked. I mean, they're ranked middle of the pack. But uh, DK Metcalf has 22 targets in the last two weeks. He's coming off a huge game. Uh, I think their offense is starting to roll, and DK is becoming the focal point of it. So uh, I don't know if they win the game or not. We'll discuss that uh, in the coming minutes uh or in a little bit here i guess but uh i think dk is a solid option for flex here big boom bust here yeah i was like very big boom bust he's either gonna get a lot of points and i'm gonna be cooked or he might also be the reason why i win the week um defensively because i'm not taking a kicker for it. defense just to be honest 
No, it kind of contradicts the Freer move pick, but I mean, reality, I don't expect. I, I could see the Steelers get pick it through three interceptions last week. I mean, pick is in his name. So I'm going to go with the Bills defense <laughs> and hope Freermuth just gets those points playing catch-up because that the defense, I do feel comfortable. Lot, granted, you know, they've been up and down kind of the season. They can get to guys, but like losing Micah Hyde, I think their secondary could be suspect. I just don't think Kenny Pickett's going to take advantage. I think Von Miller probably has a day. And, yeah, I'm very – confident in the Bills defense right now that's uh that's a great pick I uh had them slotted in just because you know how many picks is Pickett gonna throw you know yeah right in his really? name. but since you grabbed a defense uh, I'm gonna take the uh, luxury of my kicker first this week since my kicker was stolen last week um <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens are playing Cincinnati uh two big name kickers in there but uh Justin Tucker is playing Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, ironically enough, is ranked 31st in fantasy against kickers. Um, and considering Justin Tucker is, well, Justin Tucker, uh, and he has a favorable matchup, this seems like too good to be true. And uh, I'm taking Justin Tucker. Yeah, you know, he's going to hit his kicks. Like, if, if the. Yeah, I mean, I. He's, he's not going to get negative points or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Oh, boy, son, for my kicker this week, the final pick. Probably just going to piggyback on the fact that I know it's going to be a shootout, and I'll just go with Daniel Carlson, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders kicker, ultimately just because that's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's going to be a shootout, high scoring. If they're not scoring touchdowns, probably going to be in field goal range. Hopefully it's a lot Solid. Of you know, yeah, because it's solid. It's a, it's, it could have a low four. It, it really could if it's all touchdowns. But maybe it's like six touchdowns on the field. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. generous. Who knows? For the uh, final pick of the draft, uh, I have to grab my defense. And uh, I got 22 points out of this strategy last week. Uh, you can go check the receipts. I said, I'm just going to take the 49ers defense because uh, I know Stafford's good for at least a pick or two, right? Well, they ended up scoring me 22 points uh, with a pick six. And uh, the Rams offense is now the 32nd ranked offense in terms of points given up to defenses. So that being said, I'm going to take Dallas, who is a very uh, boomer bust defense already. Uh, so with a favorable matchup, I would I, I would love to see Trayvon Diggs running down the sideline after he jumped a slant around for the 15th time. So um, I'm taking Dallas. And that... Uh, that wraps up our draft. So I have uh, just a quick recap. Burrow, Cook, Pierce, Chase, Godwin, Higby, Metcalf, Tucker, and Dallas. And you have Mahomes, Henry, Mixon, Adams, Jefferson, Fryermuth, C.D. Lamb, Daniel Carson, and the Buffalo defense. So Fantastic. now that we uh, have guys off the board, I will say these are somewhat a little bit more realistic-looking uh, teams, although seeing uh, – Henry Mixon, Adams, and Jefferson, and Lamb all on one squad is a little bit intimidating. Uh, <laughs> I'm confident in my bank. I, I, I will. I will admit. I actually almost took T. Higgins as my flex. I want. I want that to be stated after taking Jamar Chase. I'm that confident uh, in the Bengals. Bengals are going to roll. Yeah. I, 
time, I, I offensively, we can talk about winning the game or whatnot because defense gets involved in that. But uh, the Bengals' pass game is going to roll. Yeah. Very yeah, – fair enough. I, I really can't – got all to say. You know what I mean? Like that's – I can't oh. believe I tweet. I literally had to because I was gonna grab CD Lamb with the Damian Pierce pick, but when I was typing in Jamar Chase's name, I like I write my notes in the same like slot that I'm gonna uh, with the player I take. So I had Chase slash Lamb written as my wide receiver one, and then I forgot who my other wide receiver picks were. And then you said CD Lamb, and I was like, Oh, oh no! <laughs> but uh, it's okay. We'll, we'll be fine. We got a lead. We got a. Yeah, I got a fifty-point spot, so uh, DK DK will carry. I got a good feeling about him. So, yeah. with, that, with all that being said, uh, we had a brilliant idea this week. Um, just got to check in with some uh, good old-fashioned power rankings. So, uh, Christian, I, I'm very uh, I, I'd be interested to hear your. We'll go top five here. What are your uh, What are your power rankings looking like for week Week five power rankings? Yeah, week five, top five. Uh, personally, I'm not going to go against the grain here with number one because I think if you're 4-0 at this point in the season, the rest of the league is nuts. And honestly, the way that they've looked, the Eagles do look like a 4-0 team. They've been able to do it all. Uh, I, I believe they get that top spot for sure. Um, coming in at number two, I know this is might be a little controversial, um, but I do like the Chiefs over the Bills right now. I understand the Chiefs lost to the Colts and the Bills lost to the Ravens. The Ravens are like, or no, did the Bills? Who did they lose to? They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Dolphins, yeah. Okay, so I mean, honestly, yeah, in terms of like, Dolphins are still a better team than the Colts. I just think it was a very fluky week for the Chiefs. I think lately the Chiefs have looked better. So in terms of power rankings, that's why I have them at two. Um, and then just around with the, like the last three, I got the Bills. Then I would have them slotted at three. Uh, Packers is at four is really as high as I can go with them. And then my fifth spot, you know, with the injury to Tua, it's it's like I don't know how good they're gonna be, you know, next week and so forth. But I would say like at this point in the season, whatnot, I, I do think having the Dolphins at five is reasonable. So that uh, was uh, almost a direct copy of my top five. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, here it is. Yeah, I had Eagles, Chiefs, Bills in that order. Uh, then yep. I actually put the Ravens at four, uh, which is ironic because I did put the Dolphins at five. But uh, with the Tua oh, injury, I don't know. I don't know the rules of power rankings, honestly. Like, how does that work, right? Like, uh, is it yeah, a week five power ranking? or is week, it But I don't know off? if we're going to do this every week. Like, it's, it's more, I guess, our, like, quarters of the season. Yeah, so if, if, Tua's, if Tua's still healthy, uh, Dolphins at four, they beat the Ravens. So, you know, that's kind of – that's what that is. And then uh, – but they're, but he's not. So, assuming he's not playing this week, I put the Ravens at four, Dolphins at five, and then uh, – I did keep going um, all the way down to 32. We don't need to go through all that, but uh, significant notices. I have Vikings at six, Packers at seven. Vikings beat the Packers. They're both three and one. That seemed fair. 
Uh, I have the Jaguars at 12 for those who care about that. Uh, I have the Cardinals all the way down at 18. I felt like I kind of snubbed them a little bit, but they're also trash. So uh, if you have any other questions on teams, I am more than happy to answer um, where I put them and why I did. But uh, I figured you'd ask about the Packers, so I have them at seven. Who do you have at six? Vikings. Like, do you have them ahead of the Packers? I, I, mean, I mean, they beat the Packers. They beat us. It's, it's, they beat us. That's the way, I mean, you know. I don't yeah. – it, it felt weird to type it in, but it was like you, you kind of have to do it. So, uh, Bengals at 10 as well. So, they are – if they win again, they're on the rise. They, they're they probably over the Vikings. They're probably right at six if they win again this week. Right, um, yeah. Especially against that Dolphins team. Yeah. Oh but. yeah, I really, I think it's ultimately that's. I didn't really have any like I could see the Ravens honestly being that high. Um, there may be some personal bias with the Packers pick, but I'm just really confident. That I, I saw Packers top five, and I was looking around at other people's lists, trying to figure out you know where people get a consensus of you know people's opinions on certain things and take info and make my own. But I saw Packers in top five multiple different places. Yeah, it's because yeah, their defense is just it looks so good, and I know they're not like as explosive as they usually are. I have I, well, uh, I, you know, I I'll say this: I don't quite understand the explosives uh, narrative against the Packers' offense right now. Uh, statistically speaking, the Packers are have I believe thirty four. Uh, what would be defined as explosive plays, which is I think twenty yards or more. It might be fifteen, but. Um, they're ranked third in the league, offensively speaking, uh, for the amount of explosive plays this year. So, yeah, people have this high test narrative against the Packers and explosives, which I would have subscribed to until I kind of dove into the numbers a little bit. And uh, it's it's not the case. Um, so that's I, I do have some concerns about the Packers' run defense. Uh, consistently seems like guys are – you know what, Damian Harris is gouging us a little bit, but uh, I don't think it's anything to be majorly concerned about. Not as much as the offense, uh, but I think the offense is going to continue to settle in. But we've talked enough about the Packers, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you there. Um, yeah, that's. You did ask me the question uh, before the podcast started. You said, uh, who are some quarterbacks on the hot seat uh, besides Mitch Trubisky? Um, I'm interested to see if you have any other alternatives besides the other two guys I could only come up with are Baker Mayfield and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that was ultimately. Um, <laughs> I thought Mariota was next. Mayfield was, is definitely next. It sucks. Um, I what's would the say Tannehill if the Titans lose? Who do they, they even? Who do they have to bring in though? Malik Willis. Oh uh, yeah, they drafted I, him. I could see I them know. giving him some run. I could see Desmond Ritter uh, before anybody else. That's yeah. like I think we're in agreement there. Is it? It's Matt Corral, right? The guy yeah. with the Panthers. It sucks that he got hurt because I actually think he would have already been playing. Oh really? Think I, so? I think it, it'd be within the next two weeks if it 
if he wasn't if he was healthy because like it's the same thing as Kenny Pickett. Like, what would they have to lose by putting him in? Yeah, that's very that's a very valid point. I think uh, I think honestly, as great as Geno's playing as well, I think he's like a four, three or four game stretch. Like, if he does bad and the Seahawks are bad, like it might be just more team than like he's worse than Drew Locke. It just might be like again in that situation of like, you know, Geno's probably not gonna be the franchise guy. I, I don't yeah, care. but if, neither is Drew Locke. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I either, think but... I mean, if they had a rookie like that, they had drafted on that depth chart, like that'd be one thing. But like, I think Geno's already shown enough that like he should be the start of the whole year. Like, they're not gonna contend. We all know that. So like. If he's gonna win, you unless you're trying to lose, you know, trying to be the lat, get the first overall pick. Uh, I would play Geno. He's yeah. he's shown that to me. Gives you the best chance to win for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean yeah. In terms of like like names that come to mind though, that's like kind of really it. I mean, there's there's not a whole. That's uh, kind of like I guess the short list. I mean, if you want to really speculate here, it's like, do you, it's like Dak is on the hot seat because he's not currently playing. And for him to get dethroned, Cooper Rush would really have to, I mean, con- continue to win games and really have like a couple like breakout performances. Because um, he's been playing well, but he's not like a 400 yard day or, you know, multi TD, things like that. So, oh, yeah, man. There's, there's, I'm starting to get close. If they win again, I'm, it's, it's I'm getting, real, I'm getting really close to, to saying, why would you change? Why would you fix something that's not broken? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you're five and one at that point. Four and one, sorry. Yeah, and it's just, it's nice, but like also with like 12 more games, I, I personally, I would like to see like maybe five, three or four. That's the number for me. Uh, like, I He's know definitely not rushing Dak back. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. No, I think he needs to take his time. Uh, I mean, for the team's sake, you need want him to take his time. Oh, even, yeah. Uh, but yeah. in terms of, yeah, I, I really don't think. Cause I think Wilson this is, is the, gonna I'll say this. I'll say this. I think this is the week that Matt Rule gets fired. It's got to be this week or next week if they lose. Right, you, think, you, think it's, you think it's early? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's this week or next week. I, I just there's so much worse than their expectation was, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not saying that they were expected to be this like superstar contender, but I mean they were expected to win. What we say, like seven, eight, seven to ten games, maybe, and they're nowhere yeah, close to that. Competitive. No, yeah, not they're not even competitive. competitive. They're not even competitive. Like for reference, I had them 31st in my power rankings. Yeesh. But I mean that's a pretty fair point for him. I mean, it sucks, but that's a fair placement. Yeah. And yeah, I I don't really have a whole much more to say on that. I think it's just more of kind of got to look around the NFL, see some guys that at least is getting a lot shorter. <laughs> and you know, it's there's their their uh, QB one seat, if you will, is starting to cook. And uh, sleeper one, depending on how long Jameis Winston's out, and and you know the Red Rifle kind of yeah, he, I mean, he didn't look bad. 
No, the Saints are one and three. I understand one of those losses is with Andy Dalton, but they got a new head coach. They got a guy who's currently played better than Winston. We'll see how that goes because it's not like they have a lot of money tied up in either of the guys, really. I would agree. I would yeah, agree. I think, uh, that being said, I think we know what time it is. and It's, uh, it's time for the weekly pick em. Yep, and these again, more fun to do. Other than, I mean, you know what though? Last week was a, a decent week. Yeah, we can I, do a quick. Uh, we can like, do a quick recap of last week. Yeah, uh, you split it we at eight and eight. You split it at eight and eight. I was seven and nine. Um, I had a great two and zero start, grabbing London and Thursday night football, and uh, it just kind of went downhill from there when. Gino didn't write me back, and uh, Zach Wilson apparently knows how to mount a game-winning drive. But uh, regardless, the overall outlook right now, I'm sitting at 26-38, and 38, uh, falling just to an abysmal win percentage. Just It's just terrible. And you're 30-34. and 34. Um, So I need a big week here. I might be doing good in fantasy with the pick em. I I need a big week here, so... Uh, with that being said, Thursday night we got Colts in Denver. Who do you got? Oh boy! You know, in I really I think I was just going to go with the home team because I don't know. There's teams like kind of know who they are. I don't know what either of these teams are right now. And Jonathan Taylor is not playing, so for that reason, I think it would be a shame for the Broncos if they did lose. Like it's. If they got really hope of contending, this is a game they need to win. And I know it doesn't bode well for your, your Colts pick, but I got to go with Broncos here. So Riding the Broncos country. I, I think that Broncos country, I, I hear you. But the one thing that the Colts have been fairly consistent about this year is pretty good defense. You know, they're above average defense. They have their flaws. Uh, on defense, but they're they're above average defensive team, uh, and we said that the pre, in the preseason as well. Um, and the one thing that the Broncos have been terrible at this year is offense. So I think the Colts come in, they try, they air it out. I think uh, the Broncos secondary probably gets Matt Ryan one or two times, and this is going to be a terrible Thursday night football game, especially because Jonathan Taylor's not playing. But I got to ride with my Super Bowl pick here. Um, until I see something other than the microwave burritos and ramen, I'm not I'm not picking yeah. Russ to cook. Yeah, it's fair. That, that's very fair. And uh, I, I like that we got the diversity right off the bat for tomorrow morning. Because we won't have diversity for the London game. Nope. And honestly, uh, is there a whole lot to be said there? Uh, I will say this. Um, I don't think it's close. I got, in, I got into a debate with a listener. Uh, this week regarding this game, uh, and he came to me and he said, "I think that you guys are have a decent chance of losing to the Giants." And I just, oh, you got to be kidding! Me. I, I just, he was like, "Well, you went to OT with Bailey Zappi," and I was like, "Okay, like Bailey Zappi's literally better than Daniel Jones." I was just about to say he's played better than Daniel Jones. Um, look, and the debate was not even about the Packers being bad. He, he said, like everything he said, I agree with. Uh, keep in mind, he's an extremely biased Vikings fan. Love the guy. Great friend. But uh, um, 
this is my pick on the Packers. Honest to God, if they were playing literally anybody else besides the Giants, I'd be actually pretty nervous. But the Giants are the most fraudulent looking team. They tried to lose last week against the Bears and couldn't lose because they were the Bears. I mean, they gave they gave that game away. How many times? Justin Fields had like two chances for a game tying drive and just went three and out both times and sputtered out. So, uh, like, for example, if the Packers were playing, we'll say, the Browns this week in London, uh, I'd be a little concerned, right? And that's a lower-tier team. I'd probably still take the Packers. But, like, if it let's say if it was the Cowboys, right, like, I'd be concerned. But uh, the pa- my Packers pick is predicated on the Giants being bad, not the Packers being good. Jeez. What are you a Packer fan or what? Uh, dude, I am. I am not that big you a fan of our team. Seven. You had them at seven. I mean, because geez. there's because like I don't know. This is a somewhat of a rant, but this this year's NFL just feels so weird. Like, there's no good teams other than the Eagles, Chiefs, and the Bills. I think it's very like there's a lot of competition. I don't like. I, I, don't may, know. I just ask. think back to the days of like when the Colts would start with Peyton Manning like 10-0 and 0 every year and the, and the Patriots would do the same thing. And then when Brett Favre went, the Packers were like 14-0 and 0 and they lost to the Chiefs that one time. Like I feel like that used to be like extremely common and there was a lot – like the league is so much – there's a lot more parity now is what I'm that, trying to yeah, say. No, that's a very, very like good observation. And I think it's been trending that way, honestly, ever since last year. Like, no one thought Rams-Bengals going into that season was going to be our Super Bowl matchup, and it's what we got. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we could even totally like crazy stuff. Even back in the day with, like, Vikings and Favre, like, they would they started, like, 9-0 and his first year there. And the Saints would always be, like, 7-0, and 10-0, and and then they'd, like, lose a game or two on the back half and you go to the playoffs. Like, it just felt like, I, I don't know, I just feel like the gap, like, power ranking speaking, like, the the difference between say four and well, four is a little high. We'll say six and seven and like 20 or so, like maybe 18 or 19 is like mini school. Like the difference between one and five, one and six is bigger than the rest of that gap. Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, it's, really, a, it's a fair observation. It is. Um, kind of a rant, but all that to say, uh, the Giants suck. The Packers are going to win by fifty. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, no, I, I like hearing that. Um, we got. We'll just pan right into a matchup that we're both going to be watching as Packer fans. I mean, Bears at the Vikings. I like the Vikings like pretty heavily. I mean, that's almost as confident as like Packers against Giants. I don't know if I really have anything else to say other than like it's blocking me a blowout. Vikings roll, especially at home. Bears offense sucks, especially on the road. Vikings defense always plays better at home. I'm just listing more and more reasons why the Vikings are going to blow them out. So, uh, I'll say this though, this just looks like a Kirk Cousins trap game, man. It's got I'll say it every week. I don't care, they all look like it. <laughs> That's valid, yeah. The way that guy's been playing and he's he's really just coin he's, flip. He's due for a screw up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, enough. I got Minnesota in this one. 
Yeah, Minnesota should roll. Um, Chargers at Browns. That's a very interesting one. What is your take on that? I think the Chargers roll here. Uh, roll. I wouldn't say roll. I won't say roll. I got the Chargers. Um, the Browns are kind of hit or miss right now. They're better at home, but uh, this is again like we said last week with the Chargers, which I'm God, trying to remember. Oh yeah, with the Texans. Uh, obviously, this is a step up, but Chargers got to win this game if they want to. Like, like they're on the fence right now with their two and two record, right? They're two and two. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like this is the Chargers are in must-win territory already almost every week until they get to like five and two maybe. Uh, and these are games against lower-ish teams that they need to pick up, especially AFC teams. But uh, I don't think the Browns will be there in the playoffs, so gotta be the Chargers here. Yeah, I'll go with the Chargers as well. I, I don't really feel confident taking the Browns, um, especially after the little Falcons fiasco last week. So, yeah, I'm going to run with the Chargers, and uh, hopefully the Browns don't burn me, man. I really uh, – that would be quite the shame. Um, in terms of just next on our list, Dolphins at the Jets. I don't care if it's Teddy Two Glove or Tua. I, I still – I don't think the Jets are bad. It's still, I mean, it might be a close game. I just don't feel confident picking them to win, and especially the way Dolphins have been playing, coming off a loss. I'm definitely going to go with the Dolphins here. Yeah, see, this one's got me tempted, man. Tempted to pick the upset for sure. Tempted to pick the upsets. Um, They're coming off a win against the Steelers, but the Steelers are not the Dolphins. And uh, even without Tua, Bridgewater's a better quarterback than Wilson. Um, And the Dolphins know... They know where they are contenders right now, and if they can't beat the Jets, they got serious problems. Uh, and Bridgewater's probably a top three backup quarterback in the league. So I agree. Um, I, I did have Jets written down with a question mark next to it, but uh, I've talked myself into playing it safe. Yeah, that's that's a good way to go. I just I can't really fault that. Um, Buccaneers and Falcons is next up. I'm not going to take the Falcons as much as I would love to for some weird reason. Um, yeah, Buccaneers should roll do that, especially at 2-2. Two and two. Like It's kind of a must-win for them, like you said. May not matter uh, big, but... I concur. Same situation. Their, their offense looked alive. Their receivers are healthy. Uh, if they were still dinged up, I, I would consider Falcons a lot more, but... Uh, Coming off of being served some divorce papers, uh, he might go for four fifty and five tutties. So huh. we're going yeah. to Tampa Bay, baby. Yeah, hard to bet against Tom. And uh, his former team is playing at home against the Lions, which ah, oh, I what what is your thoughts on this? You're I'm gonna so make me go up. first. <laughs> I'm so torn up, dude. I I don't know. This is this is a true. Uh, this is what you would call a true fifty fifty game here. Uh, this could if go either way. Decision, all, I'm going with the Patriots. Before I change my mind, 
Wow. You know what? That 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 does impact my decision here. I definitely was just going to take whatever the opposite of what you took. <laughs> um, if you were going to make me pick first, uh, I was probably going to lean Patriots, but it's Bailey Zappi, man. Like I don't feel good about it. I, but it's I the Lions really defense, man. Like, it, no, it's the Lions defense. Like, Geno Smith on one hand, did, did Bailey Zappi on the other, 48 points. Like, I know the Patriots can show up and run Damien Harris for 150 yards. So it's just a matter of can they hold the Viking, or the Lions to under 50, which I don't know if they can because I'm on Raw's back this week. So uh, I'll take Detroit playing a numbers game here. It's a 50-50 game. Yeah, I I'm I'm on pads, but I guess that uh, uh, I, I this is gonna haunt me because I, I feel the Detroit win coming, especially how good they've been offensively. But like against Bill Belichick, I could just see them just get mopped or something weird. And it's just kind of the NFL season's been it's weird. Yeah, so don't Patriots far too in my mind. So I, I just oh. all right, we'll move on. We'll move on before you change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texans at Jaguars. I'll give you an easy one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking the Texans, are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think their first win comes here, especially the way the Jags are playing. Mm -mm. No. We're going going with Jaguars. Roll Jags. Roll Jags. So I had a thought this week. uh, Moving on. I had a thought this week. I was like, hmm. Maybe they put Kenny Pickett in against the Jets because they realized they were going to have to start him against the Bills uh, next week if they wanted to move on from Mitch. And um, they wanted him to have, you know, a confidence-boosting second half. Well, that didn't happen because he threw three picks. And now they got to play the Bills. And I think we went through their schedule on Sunday, and it doesn't look good. Uh, I'm picking the Bills here. Steelers, Steelers in Buffalo, mind you. Um, I'm assuming you're doing the same. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's really all I got to say. Uh, I'd be shocked if this is competitive, personally, just from what I've seen. We're, Tom uh, might keep close, but... Uh, we've only got one different pick so far. Interesting. That is very interesting. We're starting to get down to... The afternoon has got some more, uh, some more toss-ups here. Um, Titans at Commanders. What are you thinking? Titans at Commanders. I'm going to go with the Commanders. Wow. I need need a uh, a breakdown here. um, Ultimately, because I just feel like they keep getting close and not getting it done. The Titans are not a team that's like crazy good. I think it's be close. I think the tight like I just think the commanders sneak one out. I, I don't know. I just that's one of those just like gut feelings. I, I had the Titans. Home. I had the Titans. I'm taking Mike Vabel. Mike Vrabel. They seem yeah, to be rolling and getting back on track. Uh, I definitely like the commanders pick because the Titans defense is pass defense is not great. Uh, and I think that the commanders pass offense has been underperforming relative to what they should be uh, the last two weeks. That is, they came out on fire. Um, 
So uh, it's 50-50, but I had Titans just because I think that Derrick Henry is starting to heat up. So, yeah. Oh, that's valid. I, I just kind of hope the defense just does something. Um, and yeah, it's again, there's – oh, man, these picks are getting dicey. Um, the last noon game is Seattle and New Orleans. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I'm really tempted – uh, rolling off a 48-point performance from Geno uh, to, to roll them into this game. But I have a rule with Seahawks this year, and that is it's it's going to take a miracle for me to pick them when they're not playing at home. And the Saints have a pretty good home field advantage. And the Saints rolled with the Vikings, who I have ranked sixth in the power rankings, and they were a field goal, a, a double doink, you may, one might say, away from beating said Vikings. <laughs> Uh, I'm rolling with New Orleans. I don't care who their quarterback is. Uh, the Seahawks are just not – they're not going to play – the Seahawks won't play a defense as bad as they did last week ever again, probably in franchise history, actually. But um, Very valid. Very valid. I'm going to go with uh, the Saints as well, just due to that fact of really everything you mentioned. Did I just talk you into that? A little. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, if I didn't hear like some sound reasoning, I was like, maybe just go Seattle. Like they're, they're two and two, but like the more I thought about it, it's like the Saints are not one and three. Like as a team, like I, I'm more confident in the Saints winning a game than the Giants, and then the Giants three and one. And yeah, yeah that's, that's valid. Just, that's I think valid. that's that's really just the conclusion I got walked to. That's um, very so, valid. Yeah. We'll roll that. Um, 49ers at Panthers. That's that's kind of like Panthers are on my like no pick list. Um, yeah. I'm just seeing what the 49ers just did. I, I don't know if there's much to talk about. I know they're on the road, but no, the there's, not, there's not much. To, you think that Baker's going to get rolling against the Niners defense? Get out of here. Yeah, get out of town. Yeah. Here's, here's, a, here's a marquee matchup Eagles at Cardinals. Yeah, that is quite the matchup. And uh, the Cardinals have been uninspiring. However, I feel like I'm lacking an upset pick this week. <laughs> and uh, I look at my, uh, you know, just the date. Cod hasn't dropped yet. And Kyler Murray kind of due for a Kyler Murray performance. I feel like the Eagles got to lose eventually. Why I'm picking against them two weeks in a row to bring him number one in my power rankings, I don't know. You can call me a stooge. I, I kind of deserve it at this point, but I I got I got it. I, mean, I feel an upset. I, I, I mean, hey, it. hey, oh. I, I laughed at it last week. And, it was and the Jaguars were in that game, you know? Uh, yeah, but I'm taking the Eagles. So. It's once again, it's one of those things where I'm not going to pick something that mathematically hasn't been shown to actually be able to happen. Uh, They're undefeated for a reason. And I don't think that changes because the Cardinals, they don't look good. But no, they don't. And really, it's like the Jags pick. It was like, at least they look good. Like Cardinals, I'm kind of hoping something new happens. So, uh, oh boy. But uh, <laughs> I don't care. I'm rolling with the Cardinals. All right, yeah. man. You got to respect the hustle. I, I yeah, respect the hustle. I, you know, I 
my picks have been close to 500 at this point. And I, you know, I just kind of open to stay on that track. Oh, just, right. That might stick, though. Uh, it really might hurt. I'll last go after your game. Go ahead. We got, yeah, sorry. Just we got the Cowboys and Rams in the last window. It is in Los Angeles. And oh, man, I, I actually I think this is a tougher pick than I want to give it credit for. I can go first if you want me to because I'm dead set. Who are you dead set on? Cooper Rush, baby. Yeah. That's. Uh, I just I have fun. not seen it out of the Rams, man. No, and like the Cowboys do look like the And the Cowboys team. defense is so good. Yeah, it's good. But I think. Ah, <laughs> I, I've been. I just I was was between what was going on at work today and now like I feel like my brain is just getting picked apart right now like I I've been thinking so much and I'm gonna go with the Rams just like again logic wise like Micah Parsons is playing in backfield every time but like for some reason I just thought Cooper Cup has been himself I don't know if they really have a good like cover backer for Higby. I'm just kind of hoping Stafford rebounds. Cooper Cup kind of just cooks Javon Diggs in man coverage, and they find a way to win that game. I, because honestly, if they don't find a way to win that game, one the Cowboys look great at four and one without Dak. Like they, they as much as I hate to say it, like Super Bowl contender. <laughs> okay, let's pump at the brakes here, one, buddy. At no. four and one, if they no. they are the three and one. First off. But if they move on to four and one after being last year's Super Bowl champion with a backup quarterback, that's that's contender to me, in my eyes. And so that's just something that needs to be watched out for. But I'm going to take the Rams. I'm taking them on this afternoon. Well, let me get this straight. You're going to call them a potential Super Bowl contender and then pick against them? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just because I need to see – like, I almost want to see, like, just a mid-Cooper Rush game. And the Cowboys still just win just because, like, they're that good of a football team. And, like, if they do it against the Rams, I know we're, like, kind of just eh on the Rams. But, like, I've been eh on the Rams since day one. They're, they're a formidable foe and going on the road, doing that with the backup quarterback. Dude, the Rams have, like, the worst home field advantage in the league. Besides the Chargers, who play in the same yeah. stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's another valid point. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to question my uh, intuition. I, I, I believe with the Rams right now. And, yeah, I, you know, oh, crap. We're Don't moving on. Thinking, We're, moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. This is a tough week. Of Sunday night. Sunday night football, baby. Bengals in Baltimore. Who you got? Well, I know you like the Bengals. And – Realistically, it makes a lot of sense. But again, when have my picks made sense? Uh, I keep really just going with my gut at this point. And the Ravens are at home. They have Lamar Jackson. He's kind of due for a crazy game. And it's not like the Bengals are like crazy good on defense. So I'm just going to roll with the Ravens. But either team, like, they, they really want to win this because if either of them lose, they fall two and three. 
I, just interesting stat to throw out for the Ravens, though. Saw this roll around. Just I know what you're about to say. The 14 seconds. Yeah, they've been trailing for 14 seconds this year. Total across all games, and they're two and two. I, I don't even really know how that happens, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of like how the Lions are one and three with like the best points per game. I mean, this has been like you called it, like just such a bizarre. NFL year, and I think that's why, like, my brain is being crunched on these picks right now. Because, yeah, like, this I, is this. I give so many ways these games could go. This pick is my biggest uh, brain cruncher, I guess. Uh, I originally had Ravens. I've been riding the Ravens all year, but then I look at it and I'm like, well, they're only. I feel like they're this dominant team. They're only two and two. So it's like, how good really are they, right? They can't close these games out. Like, they, A Super Bowl team should not let the Dolphins do what they did to the Ravens, right? Now, I mean, things happen, but then I got into the fantasy aspect of it, and you're right. Oh, I'm boy. really right, and I think that this is a really good matchup for the Bengals. I think that the, the Baltimore defense is very blitz-heavy. Burrow is great against the blitz. That's his biggest strength. If Baltimore comes out and tries to do anything else, they'll be going away from their biggest strength as a defense, which is an even more positive for the Bengals' offense. Um, so it's very clear. I think I made it obvious. I'm going Cincinnati. I also want to say this. You guys, I was looked I was looked down upon last week for taking the Bengals in primetime against the undefeated Dolphins. I know Tua got hurt, and there's things that happen. I understand that. But I took the Bengals, and I said, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, in prime time, he's like an opposite Kirk Cousins pick. Just when the lights are on, pick Burrow. And that's what I'm doing. Mm. Fair, yeah, very fair assessment. That's why I like, again, I feel like past couple of games, like I could just flip a coin besides Panthers, Niners. But um, <laughs> just throw the Panthers shade right there. I, I, I'm going to give them strays when I can. That team stinks. <laughs> you know what? Like, especially Baker Mayfield, especially. Just the expectation for them this year. Like, the fact they got players on that team and, like, the Lions look better with practically nobody. Like, I, I'm going to call them out. I, I just am. Um, the final remaining game we got on our slate is what I get. If this isn't, like, a AFC Classic West shootout, I uh, I stink at predicting. Um, I think the Chiefs roll, though, against the Raiders. I don't just want to say roll, but, like, a 41-31 score was last week. I think, like, 48-38 is, like, a typical, like, I could see that. Um, so, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I don't feel comfortable taking the Raiders going in Arrowhead and winning, even though they've done it before. Like, for some reason, they, they actually kind of, over the years, have had the Chiefs number kind of, like, I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to say I had their number, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like they split. Don't talk me like, into this, please. Please don't do it. Yeah, I'm just saying the Raiders need it. They're one and three. You know. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, 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 I am. I was tempted to take the Raiders, and you talked me out of it. And then you reminded me that the Raiders actually are not bad in Arrowhead. They're not. They usually play good. The Raiders right now are in a very do or die mentality, and I'm very tempted to ride with my AFC West pick. However, I literally said on Sunday, 
that I expected the Raiders to be one and four, and I wow. still wouldn't press the panic button. Uh, you can go check the receipts. No, I, that is- I, I literally said I still won't press the panic button fully. I won't write them off. Panic, but uh, sorry, I said I won't write them off fully if they're one and four. Panic button is pressed though. Uh, gosh, dude, it, it it's very tempting though because they have had this is going to be a shootout. And um, no, I'm playing it. See, it's Chiefs at Arrowhead, man. I, I'm not going to overthink this. I, I'm not going to overthink this. I, I'm taking Kansas City. And you know what? If if I miss the pick, I can I can look back and say, well, I picked the Raiders to win the division, so there's a moral victory there for me. There is, yeah. And we both touched on, like, if, if the Raiders win, like, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world. Like, for some reason, this tends to happen. I, I couldn't tell. No, and I could I could see Devontae reason. Adams having a monster game. Look, yeah. what, look what Evans did last week. Like, right. This, I mean, that was yeah, a great fan. So, yeah. Um, Oof. We got a lot of great matchups this week, though. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even, I guess, realize it. Like, I knew it was like a lot of these games are gonna be competitive. But wow. what's your uh, what's your game of the week? Game of the week, I feel like like must tune in. Like, as a football fan, um, obviously, I got to think of just in terms of like what people can view, what people can watch. I, I think you are like kind of cheating yourself. If you don't watch, honestly, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, there's kind of a tie, but like both of the primetime games on Sunday night and Monday night, the Bengals, Ravens, Raiders, Chiefs, like there is fireworks. There's so many stars on the field. I would be shocked if any of those offenses had less than 30 points, just given the matchups of like them playing each other. Um, Yeah, I think I, I just, those are going to be great. I know they're later games, things, you know, may, people may not want to watch. I do think if we're looking at the afternoon window, Eagles-Cardinals is probably – I think that will be a more fun and entertaining game to watch. I think the Cowboys-Rams might be closer. Um, and, yeah, I, the noon games are kind of like the noon games. Those, those could go anyway, personally. And Yeah, even if I had to – There's just, oh, some good football. There really is. If I had to pick a game, a game, one singular game of the week uh, to watch, there are a couple that come to mind. Cowboys, Rams, and I won't pick a primetime game because like everybody can watch those. Um, That's Cowboys, Rams, Eagles, Cardinals for sure. Uh, the ones you miss that I'm very interested in are Titans, Commanders, and. Uh, Chargers, Browns, Lions, Patriots too, but Chargers, Browns as well. Uh, Chargers, Browns is intriguing to me, but do you should elaborate on the Commanders, Titans. Like, what? Uh, I just think it's gonna be a good game. Them? Like, I like yeah. it's a 50-50 game. Like, uh, I think that Carson Wentz is gonna be slinging it, and when he's slinging it, he's he's always he's just an entertaining player to watch, just because he's he's like a riverboat, he's like a Brett Favre riverboat gambler. Uh, esque gunslinger almost right like you live and die by him right um and, and i respect that it's fun to watch man uh, and then the titans are just like this former afc contender trying to figure out who they are like this is a game last year we would have said titans roll but now uh backs against the wall two and two started oh and two they're on a two-game winning streak like i'm very intrigued i guess to see how this turns out from that perspective 
Lions, Patriots, same reasons are toss-ups. Chargers, Browns, uh, I think the Chargers are in a do-or-die spot as well. Um, and I think that um, it just looks intriguing, you know. If you want to watch good football, Titans, Commanders, Chargers, Browns. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's like you said, it's gonna be good football. It's not, you know, you're not gonna watch that. Was it like most years? It's like, why'd you watch Commanders? No, they they got some entertaining pieces on that team right now. Oh yeah, they they throw that ball around. They go deep. I mean, they yeah, Um, fun little team to watch. Got something down there. Yeah, but I think that's gonna wrap it up. Covered everything. Had some topics touched on. Fantasy picks and uh, man, I it's exciting. But we already get Colts Broncos, two teams that feels like they both need a win. That's tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Best of luck to you and your picks and your fantasy frenzy team this week. Hey, yeah, you too. Uh, man. I'll try to I'll try to take it a little easier on you this time. You know, dropping one eighty five. Literally, my fantasy frenzy team did better than any of my other teams uh, have at all once this year. So. That was a little demoralizing because it just was. Oh, yeah, yeah, the pick of the crop, you know. Like, that is true. That is true. It's easier to pick our teams now than, like, before the season started. Like, there's uh, I, I guess. But, no, I I could see where it's like, ah, oh, you wish this could happen every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I could. Struggle fantasy football. Like, I tell you. But um, – yeah, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'll be on the lookout. We got obviously we'll be back Sunday. Um, and uh yeah, looking forward to uh the game Sunday, tomorrow night's uh trying to start the week one and oh, baby. Let's go, let's go, let's go, uh let's go Colts. Hey, Broncos country, let's ride. We need, we need to step up some better ramen tomorrow night, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pepper in that. Put a put some season in the in the ramen noodles for something, us. Something, even if it's just Melvin Gordon seasoning it. Oh, I mean, it's, Melvin Gordon's gonna fumble the pepper on the way to the bowl, but <laughs> spill it all over the floor. But anyway, have a stray on the way out. Hey, well, actually, yeah, yeah then he'll pick it up and fumble it three more times in the next four games. But you know, all right, all right, all right. Um, no, because I am gonna punish him because I have Javante in my dynasty league and my season's over before it even started. So, um, with that being said, I just gave myself a stray. But uh, appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to tune in Sunday. Uh, with that being said. Uh, We're out of here, man. Thanks again. Signing off. Take it easy.